This is Quarantine Chronicles, episode 23 for May the 2nd. To my virtual left, we have Jason. Hello. To my virtual right, we've got Angel. What's up? And it has been a hot minute since we've done a Quarantine Chronicles. I believe it's been about a month. Uh, yes. Two weeks ago, we did have the Power Hour with uh, Angel and Jason, which I recommend you guys uh, give a listen to. Very entertaining. <laughs> uh, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder, though. How was it that they were able to keep Rand Nintendo going on so long, considering they're two wildly different personalities? It's insane. <laughs> it sounds like you're no, saying they, they, some sort of weird SNL bit, like oh, there's or like a weird like rom com. Like how did they get to get? Like they're so different. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. how did we? Do no, that? But, yeah, but, uh, we don't even have the third. Like chemistry is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't, yeah, we sometimes don't even like to talk about the same thing. So uh, yeah, it's a mystery to me. One of life's mysteries. What a great life's mysteries. mysteries. And we only have a uh, we only have a limited amount of time on this on this earth. So yeah, but yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> have have you guys been? Well, good, pretty good. good. It's been yeah. hot. To your point about hot minute, it was hot in LA these last couple of days. Yeah, like, it was. I don't it think it been? hit nineties yesterday, but I, I remember seeing eighty eight in my car. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is this is way too hot. Yeah, um, I was worried because, uh-huh. like, I thought it was going to be hot this morning, and I'm, as everyone that listens to the Power Hour knows, now record out of this tiny closet with no ventilation. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to just, like, bake. But woke up, it's not hot. So I'm very good as a result of that. Probably one of the uh, one of the added benefits of us recording from home is, well, at least for me and Angel, is that we have RTX voice on, so we could throw on the AC and you won't be able to hear it. Meanwhile, this lovely Apple fanboy over here uh, doesn't have anything of the sort. So going to sweat it out. Sweat Lodge every time this summer that we record. It's going to be great. It's going to be very um, cleansing for me and my sweat glands. Has Apple ever used any NVIDIA products in its products? As far as I'm aware, I don't think so. I mean, especially AMD, right? Yeah, although now they're moving – I mean I guess ARM is still AMD in a way. But now they're moving towards their own chips, right, like the M1 or whatever. Like that's in the laptop last year. It's right. in the IMAX they announced a few weeks ago, which look great in those colors by the way. But um, yeah, it's – and the iPad's moving Except that for the way. front. Well, what's your concern at the front, Angel? I just don't like the, the shade of the colors for some of them in the front. Oh, the shade. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people have an issue with that chin. And I'm like – it's one, it's not oh, that bad. Oh, the, the – the... The chin doesn't bother me because it's like I just put posters Yeah, the chin's there. fine, I feel like. Yeah, and, and, and also, like, like I, it's kind I of the iconic Mac but... thing. They always have had that chin, even going back to the original. It was obviously a much bigger chin. Yeah, it went from, like, but... Jay Leno to, like, normal, but in chin yeah, but size. Yeah, or... but... but specifically on the orange one, like, I wish it was. Hmm? Was that a crack Jay Leno's, at Jay well, Leno? Jay known for having a very big chin. It's like a character trait. <laughs> so I was trying to character trait. Like the character of Jay Leno. Yep. Yep. Um... But yeah, yeah, it's it's you know if if the thing was on top of the Mac, I would say it's like you know went from Conan O'Brien hair size to listen. I try and make computer analogies that are uh, analogous to late night talk show hosts as much as I can in my life. So this one happened right. to be Leno, another one's gonna be Kimmel. We'll, we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, are are you gonna end up getting one of those? Short, the the pre-orders went live, didn't they? Wait, hold on. What was that? <laughs> you guys no, that's that 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 spend your short, short life. Yeah, is is late night TV references. I'm a strange, strange man. What was your question, Kevin? <laughs> uh, the pre-orders went live for the new IMAX yes. yesterday, didn't they? 
Yes, they did. Um, did and you one? Not yet. I'm contemplating it. So it's funny. I didn't really have Just an interest it. in no. Well, it's not so much I'm contemplating because I know. Do I want? Do I not? I wasn't. I haven't used a desktop in forever since probably I was in high school and it was my family computer, quote unquote. But um, yeah, I uh, was showing them to my girlfriend. She's like, "Oh my god, they look so good. They look so great in our office." And she was looking at it as like a room accessory almost. And we started like talking through if it makes sense. And on some level, an iMac would make some sense, like for at homework, for because um, it has the video, the better like video camera and mic for uh, podcast writing for all this stuff. But right now, I'm working from home, so I have these two giant, kind of ugly Dell monitors on our desk in there, and right. we don't know where the iMac would go if we were, we can't really fit three screens on there. And I don't want to give up the obviously I can't give up the work computer, so. Um, Kind of waiting well, I'm scene. assuming you're going back to the office soon, aren't you? Unclear. Um, unclear. It seems like a lot of companies in the tech space are doing kind of like a, you can work from home if you want. You can do a hybrid approach if you want. Uh, I've not heard what mine's doing. On some level, I kind of want to stay home, truthfully, because like the commute's well, yeah, great and the yeah and the, and the cats will be heartbroken. But if I'm gone, but um yeah, so we're trying. We're kind of just waiting to see what I hear from work in terms of how many screens can we fit in that office if I if we're gonna buy it or not. But it does seem like um realistically, yes, we're gonna end up with the green new 2021 M1 powered iMac. Do uh do they have a th- are they Thunderbolt equipped? They do. They are. They have four. Ports and I think two are the higher speed and two are just USB C. So yeah, one of them, one of the models only have two ports. So I'm guessing yes, the low. The, that's true. The the cheapest, quote unquote, only has um two. But then once you go with the higher end spec, you get um four. You get more colors. You obviously get more internal power. Uh, and the price range for anyone out there that's looking is like thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred, I believe. Or yeah, in monthly installments, say, it's like I think the high end monthly is seventy bucks a month for two years or something like that. If that one year, I was going to say what I was going to say. What you could do is um, buy an external GPU enclosure and buy like a really cheap graphics card so that you could have RTX voice, so that you could have all the background noise that you can have. Right. Or or hear me out. I just sweat it out, and I never have to go to sweat lodge or hot like hot anything, and I just have it in my house. And it keeps me mm-hmm. soggy. Gnarly though. <laughs> yeah, I don't really soggy. want to do that. <laughs> I do not want to do that. Like, is there is there a word that you guys hate? Because um, I know a lot of people hate the word moist. I don't have a problem with the word moist. Weirdly, what um, soggy. Soggy. I don't I like have a problem with any word. I yeah, I, don't I, have I, a I know people don't like soggy either. There's. I don't have a problem with a word, but the feeling that people get about a word. There's like certain. I, I can't think about how to have it. There's certain, certain like I'll read a description of something, like some texture or something, and for some reason I get this feeling on my tongue as if I licked a paper towel. Don't ask how I know what that feels like because huh? I don't know. But like I don't know how to describe. Mm. But like it's like a, like a weird visceral reaction where I get like this like like my tongue feels almost like like I get like a like kind of a shiver and like my tongue feels like I licked a paper towel and I don't know what the term for that is. But I imagine when some people hear moist, that's similar to their reaction. But is is it like yeah. a ghost taste? Like you just. No, just like, the texture. How, just the or, texture. Or phantom taste. The the texture of a paper towel, like the kind of roughness. Wait, when you oh, so when you think about a paper towel, you think about the texture. When I in this instance, I don't know how better to describe it, but like there's like certain things that are like it sounds like oh, it's like this. I'm like uh, like that when that uh happens that people probably have with moist or soggy or other words right. of that sort. Yeah, I I get like this weird like 
feel like texture on my tongue as if I licked a paper towel. Like kind of like not sandpaper, but not smooth. I don't know how to describe right. it. And I feel oh. like this has become a psychoanalysis of me this episode, which I'm fine with. I mean, isn't that what these episodes usually devolve into? Uh, Psycho- nine times out of ten, yeah. Psyche analysis is. Analyses? Analysis? 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 Psycho? Tweet us at Randintendo and tell us the plural of analysis, please, and thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing well, you're getting cool. the Apple tags, right? Oh, I, I, at this point, we're just talking about the whole Apple event, aren't we? Um, yeah, screw it. Yeah, I, you know, well, let me flip that back. Are you guys getting the Apple tags? No. Uh, Maybe. I already have a tile for my wallet. I and those Apple tags don't seem slim enough. So uh, yeah, they're not. They're kind of bulbous. Yeah, exactly. Like if they made a if they made a an Apple tag that looked exactly like the Apple Card, but you know, was a tag uh, with the uh, with <laughs> yeah was a tag. I probably buy that. It, I was surprised by how cheap those things ended up being. Yeah, it's very unApple. I mean, they have to, I guess, compete with Tile, which is basically the same price. But it's very unApple for them to be as cheap as they are. I um. I can't decide if I I don't I don't want to jinx it by saying it's not recording, but I don't usually lose things. <laughs> so I like I that you know, my wallet has one of two spots it lives, my pocket or a specific spot on my like night table next to the bed. Like there it's it's very I don't just leave things, so I don't think I can't justify buying one, but I really want to mess with it because I think – and I kind of want to buy one just to play with it because I think like the way Apple has improved on the tile experience with how it guides you using the um, U1 chip in the newer iPhones with like the little arrow and how it uses the Find My Network. So there's like you know basically like a billion different data collecting machines out in the world. Like it um, – it's really cool. Like it's really cool technology. I just can't figure out what I was yeah, sticking on. Yeah, but a problem – like I was watching a few videos where they were just kind of demoing it. And some of it feels like, like yeah, that looks cool and fun, but not necessarily much. Like the 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 only thing I, I've seen that actually had an advantage over the tile is just the fact that it's using the Find My Network and every other iPhone or Apple yeah. device that is plugged into that. Like that is huge compared to like what Tile can do. And frankly, it's well, like, if yeah, there's like no way they can compete with that. But like the you know being told, I guess like to follow the arrow, like yeah, that's great, but. From my experience, like following the sound isn't that much harder. Um, yeah, the only other like, right. the sound gets the job done. Yeah, and on top of that, like you don't have to hold a phone or anything to like find the thing. You could literally just have like both hands free. I don't know. Well, like, the, just... so the tag the, still the... supports the sound if you prefer that. No, I know. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah. So so don't, so that other feature is more like look what this can do. It's almost like they're to trick you, make you feel like oh this one's better because it does this. Like no, it doesn't really add anything. Well, I think you're looking at it slightly from the wrong angle. Yes, in your house the sound works just as well. But if you lose something outside in say downtown San Francisco, and there's buses and there's cars and there's noise, you're not necessarily gonna hear the chirp. But that thing can help you find the missing tile or your missing object in like you know hmm, that, next to a, a tree on point. the sidewalk yeah, that's or something a good point. like that. Also, you got a note. That's not also, even looking at it from the wrong angle. That's just not considering that situation. Well, I meant look from the wrong angle in terms of like I don't think it's designed for pointing you to your couch because you're gonna hear it chirping out your couch. I think it's designed for like the outside world. But um, mm-hmm. but you're right. That's just more not considering the situation. The other thing to note is it works as a digital luggage tag, which I didn't know until I started watching uh, hands-on videos. So basically, if you lose your tile, anyone else can scan your tile, and when they scan it, it will 
show them if you're on Android, it'll just open a web page, and if you're on uh, the iPhone, it shows it in the Find My app. But it will show them the serial number, who, uh, and a phone number of your choosing, or contact information you're choosing with some info on who it belongs to that you can preset. So it can actually, like, when someone finds something, they can reach back out to you. And it also does stuff where, um, which Tile doesn't do. And it also does stuff where if uh, they detect that an air tile tag, it tells you who that belongs to as well. Does but it? It's all through the app. Oh yeah, but who's gonna necessarily like? You'll need to download an app if you're. That's what I'm saying. If you're on the iPhone, no, I know that. No, that, no, no, I mean definitely, definitely it does do that. But you, but you need to have the app because you can but, put a tile in a lost mode. Oh right, right, right. But here's the other cool thing that like, I know, it does everything that yeah. Here's the other cool thing that I know Tile does not do. If you have an iPhone, and if the phone detects there is an a AirTag near you that is not yours and is moving in tandem with you, it's an anti-stalker measure, really. Like, so you don't slap a Tile on the bottom or a AirTag on the bottom of someone's car. But if it does that, it will alert you saying, "Hey, there's this AirTag over here," and then provide you with the information on its serial number and you know what to do with it. Which, on the one hand, okay, it's an anti-stalker measure. That's good for safety. On the other hand, if you leave something on a bus or a train or whatever and you live in, say, New York or San Francisco or what have you, it will basically at some point ping its nearest iPhones and go, hey, I'm this AirTag that got left behind. And any of those people, if they're good Samaritans, can act on that and get the item back to the person. So it's not like you leave something on a train and never necessarily know – you know, you never see it again. There, it's now alerting all the nearby iPhones. You know, there's this tag right next to you. Do you want to help this person out? So even if they don't see it, they can still act on. It. They can still like kind of be pinged. I mean, obviously, this is probably a setting you can turn off. But if people leave it on. It's kind of like a the 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 missing object itself is now actively trying to be found, opposed to just passively seeing they're unfound, which is a kind of different approach to losing something oh, yeah, than before. That, that is really cool. Yeah, for sure. So of course, people ought to embrace that, and you know. What I've learned over the course of the pandemic is a lot of people only think only fend for themselves, so they'll probably leave stuff behind and not care if someone's objects next to them. But there are some good Samaritans that will probably probably help. And then rounding up that lineup were the new iPad Pros, which oh, the new iPad Pros. Forgot. Yeah, the the only other thing I was going to say about the the tile that oh. I mean, obviously it doesn't seem like as much of a problem for you, Jason, because you like pretty much have your phone in set places. But I know, like for like my sister and my brother and I should have once or twice for me, like being able to double tap the tile to have your phone ring, like also comes in handy, especially if nope. you don't have another phone nearby to like call it or something. Like if you literally have nothing else, just having a one way to just like, you know, activate your phone. Yeah. The, uh, Honestly, this is me being fanboy in the Apple ecosystem. My watch does that. So I'm right there with you. All the Apple watches yeah. have a ping your iPhone option. Um, Yeah. But I, I but, so I don't know if I'm gonna buy one to to round to circle back yeah. with the question. So it sounds like if, so it sounds like all of us have reasons not to get one. Like I, I want to mess with it so badly, but I don't know what to do. You know what they? I can't believe they didn't do. It. So they made that new Siri remote, right? Doesn't have it supported. It doesn't have Find Me supported or Find My. I mean, supported. That needs it more than anything. That exactly. There's so many times because of the current remote. What? What are your guys' thoughts on the Apple TV remote as is? Like so many people hate it. What are you, are you guys against? It's garbage. It? Yeah. Okay. It's Whoops! It's it's uh, terrible. That. <laughs> yep. It, oh well, screw it. Yeah, that thing that thing deserves uh, a cuss. <laughs> that that Apple remote is terrible. Angels are so garbage. Do you have the same strong feelings? Not as strong, but I do find it really annoying. Like, yeah, I I myself like, why did they have to put a trackpad here? Like, why? Like buttons. Like I remember, I used to have the old Apple remote. I don't remember why. I think I just got it just because I just wanted it. 
That's weird because um, you didn't have an Apple TV. <laughs> you just had the remote. I think I used it for my laptop to change music. Um, mm. far away. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the silver long one, and then it just like died one day. But yeah, that thing was cool. Like, I I just love how simple it was. Like, I could you know use it without even looking at it. I hate that I have to like kind of look at it every once in a while to like see what I'm pressing. Like, I don't know. It's not intuitive, but yeah, I mean it works. I, but yeah, I uh, I had limited use of the Apple remote. Like, we had Apple TV, and I still have my parents. Um, but I mostly didn't use it. And then when I got the apartment and got my own, I was like, oh, my God, this remote is like <laughs> – like, because I was defending it. I was like, no, you just get used to it. You know, you just do the swiping gestures. It's fine. You'll get used to it. You just click the size, go back 15 seconds. It's fine. No. Now that I use it daily, mm-mm. It's – I mean, it's, but- I, I, I don't – it's not dead awful, but it definitely – like the thing that drives me the most crazy is the inconsistency of um, the quick clicks on the side of the trackpad. You know, if you want to go back 15 seconds, like every app does it a little differently. Every swipe is interpreted a little differently per app, which is weird because it should be a system-level thing. You know, like it's easier to scrub and say Netflix than it is in HBO Max. But then Hulu has something kind of different, and it's just like why are, why are these physics of this motion so different? Um, but yeah, the thing that drives me crazy is this is the first time I've ever lost a remote in the couch. Like I – we keep an eye on it, but it just like slips in. It's so thin, and there's no way to like ping it. And it's just like it, it's yeah. So I I I can't believe, and I'm no, I'm not the only one that lost it. I mean, literally, Apple's whole AirTag commercial is a guy losing something in his couch, and then the thing they make that most easily gets lost in your couch does not support what the AirTag does. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, I'm they're probably they're room. probably gonna bank on the fact that you're gonna buy an AirTag and then like uh, apply it, it to the remote. But then you'd think someone would come along with uh, – because that's the other thing about AirTags. We're going to talk about the the like uh, accessory ecosystem for it, which is kind of – like you know they could put a key ring on the AirTag or like a little hole. But no, instead they're selling $30 little pouches and $50 leather ones and $400 Hermes ones. And I'm surprised no one's made, to your point, a Siri remote plus AirTag like combo case. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be up. And even then, though, so it's a $60 remote, a $30 AirTag, and let's say a $40 case. So you're basically paying for an Apple TV just to get a remote that can beep. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, is, that's the Apple that's way. the Apple it? way. It, it really is. Yeah, they, they get you with the accessories. And then uh, aside from that, the final thing that they showed was the uh, the new AirPad Pros, which they're, they're AirPads. They're AirPad Pros. Um, I didn't see anything really AirPad that, Pros. that was that new you about know, it aside from that. You mean iPad. iPad. Yeah, I said Sound like did, you said AirPad. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I definitely said AirPad. Yeah, I'm but, like, uh, know, just a new I know that iPad Airs. Shit, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's literally... Well, that and, like, I guess a better camera. Um, the funny thing is, like, I will say, starting to get really tempted, like, oh, man, maybe I should get one just because I know it's, like, way more powerful than mine. But it's definitely overkill. And, like, the more I thought about it and the more, like, I just kind of looked into apps that, like, take advantage of the M1 chip, there isn't any, like, right now. So it's almost, like... It's no, like, like you uh, use, correct? Well, no, no, like, like at all. Like they're like the well, nothing the, that takes advantage of M1 yet. Well, it's, it's right just now. the processing power. Yeah, but that's it. But apparently, like I was just like watching videos and I'm reading some articles, and I guess there's no there's no app that like needs that much processing power. That it's like just straight up overkill. Yeah, I gotcha. that, like most like and almost like almost everyone's suggesting like because of for the price, it's not that bad. It's just kind of weird that like you know you. They're pretty much treating them like computers now at this point. Because when you go from... There's like a one terabyte option and a two terabyte option. 
and though like by fourth you have to take a um an increase in ram so like the first i think four sizes have only eight gigs of ram and the last two have 16 gigs of ram so the price like jumps like right. a ton just between those and yeah like it that's another thing that like, besides the m1 chip is like no one needs 16 gigs of ram on their ipad but it's there and it makes it hard to be like oh, i kind of want it like i kind of want like 16 gigs of ram like i don't know why i would want it but i Future feel it would come in handy for some reason what's the cost difference but um i mean it ends up jumping like almost like another grand if you get like oh the final God, version. jesus but it's like maybe like 700 bucks by the end of it because it's like right. 200 bucks for every size increase but um maybe add another bit of ram it's like an extra 200 bucks so you know oh so you're adding like 600 but um and now that i messed it out in my head but yeah like i don't know it for how much it costs right now it feels like yeah i, I could just wait until you know maybe like another model or two come out because like they're so powerful that yeah like i'm future proofing for something but <laughs> I, I, yeah like other thing like i'm spending the extra money now that by the time something does come out it's probably going to be like a two point like you know an, an ipad with an m1 chip version 2 version 3 with just like some other little knickknacks that will cost right. the same because they for the most part apple i like that usually when the newer products come out at least with the ipads they always they're always on par with the price of the previous generation or maybe a little less and if they are more it's because they're adding more things to it like you know extra cameras or blah 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 but it's always i would say they're always priced pretty fairly considering i don't know how much i use them for and like how great the animation stuff is but yeah i feel like by the time that comes out like i think i'm it's more fiscally responsible to wait for me to actually need them i guess is what i'm trying to say instead of just jumping into it because my 2018 one is still pretty good and it's getting the job done so it is very similar to the plateau that phones are hitting you know where there's a point where you reach the specs are so good that specs and specs alone aren't enough aren't gonna be enough of a selling point like even right now you know the whole selling point of the m1 trip for the max is hey it's like an ipad in terms of speed and and response time and boot up and all that so now they're going to the ipad being like hey it's like the mac that's like the ipad so it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) so like what like what's the you know like it's kind of becoming circular so it's very much you know like the phones are starting to and i think they're starting to dabble in this with the ipad it's like oh it has a lidar camera and it's like you know we did the ultra wide uh facetime that will like follow you around the room when you have it set up if you want to do video conferencing so like they're trying to come up with other reasons that you may want it and just saying it's on our silicon now our super powerful silicon i guess helps a little but it's definitely to your point angel i feel like it's starting to plateau and i'm starting to wonder when they're gonna have to merge mac and ipad os because like literally what they're selling now is an i is a mac without a keyboard which they sell separately and then with apps yeah, that will work seven, across the devices bucks. <laughs> but it has touch now yeah because that's the thing is like yeah. literally the only difference between a mac and an ipad two years from now is going to be touch because mac will support eventually ipad and iphone apps because of their whole i forgot what they called the program but something where you can like cross do them which is pretty nuts because so, yeah like the ipads like i mean i i just find a ton like i i don't know i think if i'm at home i'm like there's a 90 percent chance that i'm using it in some way I mean, even, like, for the podcast, like, it's just, I don't know, it's just a very convenient extra screen, whether for watching stuff, mainly for drawing stuff, lately been using it to storyboard and, like, animate some things, and pretty right. soon when um, my when my Kickstarter thing gets here, 
because I used to use something on the on the Mac called Astropad. Well, Luna Display by Astropad. And essentially, it's a little dongle that pretty much does what Sidecar does, just better. Because Sidecar was more of a replacement for Duet, an app that essentially lets you extend your screen. So, you know, dual monitor display. Oh, yeah. I use uh, Duet your... before. And, and it works fine as if you just want, like, a second screen. But I was looking for something that lets me use my second screen, like a Cintiq tablet. You know, those $1,200 industry standard tablets that I used to draw. And Duet is not good for that because, you know, there's way too much latency. It's not really one-to-one. It doesn't detect, it doesn't help with the pressure sensitivity. Like, you know, it's just not meant for that. And this team, like, they created something that is. And I've used it on the Mac and it works amazingly well. And they had a Kickstarter to try to get it on the PC. And I've been using their, I guess, the the child, well, it's not a child version. It's like a... Oh my god, why am I blinking out such a common name? You know, the thing companies do, the the beta version, yeah. I was I signed up for the beta, so I've been like playing with it on the PC, and it works really, really well. Like, it's awesome that I could use my iPad like a... <laughs> yeah, like a really expensive Cintiq tablet, but it does more than that. So, yeah, eventually, when I do get another iPad, because I keep forgetting, like, that mine is from 2018. That's like three years ago. I thought it was newer. And it still feels and performs like it's new. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So eventually, I guess when I do replace it, yeah, hopefully the bigger ones are nicer. But yeah, that second display stuff is really cool. All right. I think I lost like my train of thought. I don't remember where, like, my, where I was going with it. <laughs> I ended up just talking about like using it as a second display. But yeah, sidecar the, also, that, yeah, that just does do it. The iPad is still the one piece of the Apple ecosystem I cannot figure out my own use for. I mean, I, I'm in on everything else, except, I guess, AirTags. But, like, I have AirPods now. I have, you know, the Apple TV, the watch, the phone, the Mac, uh, a doorbell that's only HomeKit compatible, opposed to one that works with other things. Like, I'm fully in. HomePod mini, fully in. But, like, I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what I would need an iPad for. Like, I understand your use case, drawing, using, you know, that sort of, like, animation stuff. But, like, I... Since day yeah. one, since well, you, you Steve kinda, Jobs walked out, it's like, it's a big iPhone. I'm like, it sure is, and why do I need it? And I still wonder that, you, you know, have to 10 years them, later. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't think I would need or want an iPad. I think I was kind of in the same boat when it was first announced. Like, oh, this seems dumb. But I, actually, I guess everything changed when the Apple Pencil was first announced. Because, right. you know, drawing is, like, a big kid. I have had a Cintiq tablet. But it was like a lower end one, and I mean it was great. But I mean, you know, it ran its course. It was getting too old. It wasn't really working as well. But now, yeah, like after I got it, and obviously use it for all the drawing and the animated and stuff, it's like, oh, like this is way better to play like Hearthstone here. So you know, I started using it for some games. I started using it to read comics. You start, you know, finding these things. Like I love having it as like my background TV slash like YouTube viewer. Just because sometimes I'll just have it next to whatever, just so I could use my two monitors for other things right see that's but... my mac that's what i do like when i'm working when we were talking you know it's like about too many screens on my desk i have my two work monitors and then my 13 inch mac next to it which is like literally my music player etc because it's rigged up to the home pod i have like the full screen itunes display and it like shows the album art and stuff but like or i'll have like a youtube video on or something but i i don't need an uh, ipad for that because my mac's sitting right there doing the same thing like it's it's weird i don't understand what they're for and it's funny because there is one in the apartment girlfriend has one but she doesn't ever use it either so it's just kind of here <laughs> but but i don't know what to like i have one that i can literally be like what do i use this for and i have never it's never crossed my mind maybe i should figure it out 
because I literally can't figure it out. I mean, did you have a reason for getting an Apple Watch? I mean, this kind of not one. Well, it was different function, but that's my point. It was different functionality than like an iPad to me is just a big iPhone. The watch isn't a small iPhone. It's like a whole different thing that plays with your iPhone, but like does the tracking and does the you know the alerts when you're unable to see them otherwise and that sort of thing. So I'd say it's a little more diversified than the iPad and iPhone, at least to me and my daily, the way I live my life. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Kevin, did you ever have an iPad? Or was that ever? Are you in the same yeah, boat? Yeah, we uh, we, or? we still yeah we got two iPads in the house. Uh, one for my sister and one for that my mom uses extensively for sports viewing. Um, which reminds me, I actually have to buy her a Lightning to HDMI cable because. You know, I go to some, uh, to some shady sites to, uh, to have her catch like all her soccer games. And it's very easy on the iPad compared to like the computer, even with Adblock on. So I'm probably going to have to do something there where I can just mirror off the, uh, mm. the iPad. And just the, to, uh, uh, which probably puts it at the top of the episode, but just to disclaim, Remington does not endorse support or have admissions of guilt of any legal activity. Ever. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that they. I didn't, uh, first of all, I didn't say that the that the uh, sites were legal. I just said that they were shady. Fair, fair. I know. Like, yeah. ESPN Plus, super shady, charging fifteen a month like that. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> that reminds that, that reminds me. I think they just upped their prices. I, I think that entire uh, Disney Plus combo is is getting a price increase. Yes, it is. Well, Disney Plus did I last to month, 15? So. Oh, did they? Oh. Yeah, Disney Plus oh. went from six to seven or seven to eight or something like that about a month ago. Still a deal. Oh, totally. Considering like all yeah. the content on there. I mean, well, let's get it. Let's get into it. Uh, yeah. we just do a COVID update. Uh, Jason probably doesn't have a jingle ready, but, uh, 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 uh things are looking up. Yeah. Things are looking up and, uh, that's sort of a jingle. That, that, it yeah. had no changes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, people are getting vaccinated. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. And uh, that, that's your COVID update for this week. Uh, but, but seeing as how we're talking about Disney+, Plus, uh, let's get into it with our first topic of the show. Falcon the Winter Soldier uh, just wrapped up last week, correct? Yeah, it was last week. Uh, um, it feels like ages ago, but yeah, it's within the last couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, finally wrapped up. Six-episode run. Anthony Mackie as your Falcon. Sebastian Stan as your Bucky slash Winter Soldier slash White Wolf, which... We'll get into it. Slash uh, James. Slash isn't name, James. Isn't his first name just James? They call James, him that like uh, they call him that like once in the show. I think like it's always Bucky or I was the Winter Soldier, and then one time it's just like, "Hey James," I'm just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> but it is James. Oh, right? maybe I, I, I don't remember. Is this the, is his first uh, name James? I think it's James. I just well, remember his name like James Buchanan. Something is that why they call him Bucky? I don't. Let me look it up. But yeah, I One remember the fine saying, details that I missed. Yeah, when you watched all five seconds that you watched. Me, yeah, me, James okay, Buchanan. So me, Barnes. It was like a minute and a half. It was like a minute and a half. James a half. Buchanan me, Barnes me, is his full name. James Buchanan Barnes. Okay, yeah, there we go. Barnes, Bucky Barnes, um, Buchanan. Okay, a slight tangent. The green bottle of liquor that isn't Jameson. What is it called? Uh is another one. Not absent. Not absent. It's a green oh. bottle. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's like a lighter shade than the Jameson bottle, right? Okay. It's like a greener okay. green. I, I am Hispanic. Angel, you are Hispanic. 
I think so. And every, <laughs> I think so. Everybody that I know calls that bottle Bucanans. What? I never what? heard of that. Yeah. Buka- you've never heard Bucanans? No. But then again, I don't think I've ever been somewhere with someone that pronounced it. I don't remember that. Okay. Buchanan. Because the correct pronunciation is Buchanans because it's Irish. Makes sense. Or Scottish. I'm not, I'm not sure which one. I think it's Irish. Uh, sorry to Tara Scottish slash Irish uh, listeners. I I did get you guys mixed up. But uh, my point is I, I absolutely hate it when I hear Bucanans instead of Buchanans. It's so annoying. It's like the reverse the of every time I'm with you guys and being the token white guy of the group, I always say things Americanized, like super like, you know, Palos Verdes instead of Palo Verde and stuff. And you guys are just like, uh, it's like that. Well, yeah, that, that, now that you know, just, just, now I know terrible. how you feel when I hear you say Buchanan like that. Yeah, but it's like, it's my own people and they're calling it Bucanans and like, no, you can at least add the, the Hispanic accent to Bucanans, you know, like. What they they go boo they don't go bu. Uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, I wonder why that is it's annoying or how that happens. Anyways, uh, fucking the Winter Soldier. Uh, spoilers, most likely. Full yeah, spoilers. Just, yeah, I think full spoilers. Uh, Jason, me and you saw all six episodes. Yep. Angel, I don't even know what you saw. Um, um I watched. So I started. I started on the final episode. Yeah. Um, I watched the the recap. Um, right. Didn't really do anything. Um, yeah, the recap wasn't really helpful. Um, and then I just skipped to maybe like a second or two before the end credits. So you saw the title change and nothing else. Yeah. And then I saw the, the title change and I did end up watching the, the after credit scene, which must have been super confusing. Not really. Um, I mean, like, why is Julia Lee Dreyfus here with a streak of blue hair that didn't cross your mind? Or let me put no, it in right. age of parlance. Why is Veep here with a streak of like of blue hair? No, I, I recognized her. That's um one of the Carters or something. No. Is nope. it? No. Nope. She's never been in Marvel oh. before. It was a stunt casting in the same way Catherine Hahn was in uh WandaVision. No, so the post so the post credit scene was Sharon Carter. The mid credit scene. Oh, I'm thinking mid credit. Think uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, Wait, did uh, you watch the mid or the post angel or both? If he's talking about Sharon uh, Carter, he, he, he saw he was, the... Right, yeah, and it was the, the end. I, 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 I saw a woman walking out of a building with a phone. Okay, you saw the end then. Okay, yeah, yeah that was mind. the post. Yeah. And yes, she is a Carter, so yes, I, I take back what I was saying. I thought you were talking about the mid. Oh. Uh, oh uh, I, don't, I don't think I saw the mid then. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was satisfied. I mean, I, I got what I wanted from it. That's pretty much it. Like, I, guess, I was having a... Uh, I mean, like, as I was talking to Jason, like, I really, like... I don't care enough about these shows to, like, watch them, especially when they're, like, as long as they are per episode. Like, I just want whatever questions I want answered, and that's it. Like, I do not want to... I just don't have the time to invest in that because, you know, there's other shows that I'm watching. It's almost like you just want to watch enough so when the movie you get dragged to eventually happens, you understand why Falcon is now how he is. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's pretty much it. Because I don't hate Marvel. But I and I, but I don't necessarily love it either. At least like not enough to like bother watching the show. And none of this became more clear to me than when I had to watch um, the Snyder Cut. Like I kind of regretted watching it just because I didn't really enjoy watching it simply because I just didn't really want it to begin with. It just felt like I was forced to watch it. No one was forcing me to watch it. But um, I don't know. I it just that, that's kind of how I felt about like the 
the Marvel shows. Like, I just, like, I, I just don't care. I mean, I guess that's just how some people feel with other properties. Except these things are being presented in front of me. But in Marvel's case, because I do know we still watch it from time to time, and there are some that I enjoy. Yeah, like, in the, in the cases of these, especially talking on the Winter Soldier, I just wanted to know, like, does he end up as Captain America? That was, like, my question. Does he end up as Captain America? And, yeah, the the end title has to be for me. <laughs> I literally didn't have to watch it. I, like, I, I watched the trailer. I still watch the trailers just to, because I'm, I would say I'm so curious. Like, I always want to know, just give me the premise. Oh, Falcon doesn't want to be Captain America. Boo-hoo. He gives it up. And then they make some other guy Captain America. And, Fal- and Winter Soldier is there. So that's like what I got from the premise. And then, you know, the credit thing happened and then it's like, oh, cool. I guess he worked out his, his issues. He's now Captain America and I could go into the next Avenger movie happy. Just like WandaVision. My only questions were, did she get out of that town? And what were the production values? And I, you know, I watched about half of that episode and I got my answers. And at least with, at least with, um, you know, Star Wars, my question was, what are the, actually, yeah, my question was really just, what are the production values? I didn't really have anything that I really needed resolved because I definitely keep up with the Star Wars lore a lot less. But I was satisfied. I thought the show looked cool, but it didn't make me go like, oh, I wonder what the rest of the show is like. Especially because there was so much talk around it that, you know, I, any question that I would have had, I felt was already answered. But yeah. I, on some level, almost envy how you can just pop in and be like, yeah, this is cool and move on. Cause like when you invest the full time, then you start picking it apart. Then you start really questioning the flaws, then things that stand out that, you know, then you start really wondering like, did like, is this the right my, thing? My head right of the show is really cool. It could be whatever I wanted to be. Yeah. But I mean like, fought, like cause Kevin had a and giant I, CGI fight. I imagine Kevin and I are going to start picking apart what Cap, uh, Falcon Wear Soldier pretty heavily. And you're probably just saying like, well, I mean, I got my answer and we got the same answer, but we took such a longer journey with so many, uh, potholes and speed bumps and oh, I was going yeah. to say ups yeah. and ups. No, nah, it, no. It's, uh, uh, well, I guess yeah. Let's let's get into it. Uh, what did you think overall, Jason? So I think there is stuff I liked and there's stuff I did not like. My my takeaway from it was it is in this weird gray area where I at the same time when it ended wanted there to be more, but also wished there was just less. Like I think it either could have been a really good action-packed kind of uh, surface-level action movie or if they wanted to explore the things that they were doing, you know, with like uh, the Flag Smashers, which is a stupid name for a group. I'm sorry. It's so like, I don't know. It's, anyway, if they wanted to do stuff with the Flag Smashers, dive deeper into motives. If they wanted to do stuff with the Power Broker, which is uh, the Carter character for your reference, Angel, okay, go a little deeper with that. But it's just like, it's this weird in-between where it's like, too deep for a movie but not deep enough to be like a satisfactory fully satisfactory like show you know what i mean there's like this right. weird middle ground and yeah so that's so i'm glad i wa- like i like watching stuff and seeing where the mcu ends up much like angel but if i'm gonna invest and in actually see where the mcu ends up i want to know the real like logical i want there to be some meat on the bone so to speak like it, there there's a lot of really interesting concepts i think that they could have explored with the Flag Smashers, uh, stupid name, and, um, you know, why they struggled how they did and the idea of after the snap, half the world now coming back and having to displace the people that took the place of the originally displaced dead people. Like, that's really interesting, and they could have done so much with that, and it just felt so surface level. 
I think they're caught in this sort of double-edged sword where the Netflix shows, I believe they were all about 13 episodes. So Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist. They were all 13 episodes and that felt like way too long. Right. And now with these shows, I think they're like Marvel and Disney were probably like, okay, those felt too long. Let's, let's just tighten them up. And I feel like with WandaVision, they did a decent enough job of conveying an entire story in eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though these episodes are longer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah, six episodes was not nearly enough to yeah. flesh out all the ideas that are brought out. And some of the ideas were, were, were fine, like Isaiah Bradley's character and, and his past. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he kind of gets an arc, even though I thought the arc took a weird turn at the end when he got his own memorial in the smithsonian even after he said hey i'd rather be dead like i'd well, rather I think nobody yeah that, that was me. a sticking point for a lot of people my my gut feeling when i saw that was he was saying he doesn't want like the he isn't necessarily the way i gathered it want to be like the he wanted to be honored but he didn't want the government to use his name to be like see look we like did these things like so like the fact that sam did it i think he was more okay with because it was like sort of paying tribute versus like okay. This weird historic footnote that like the government was like, yeah, we, we did stuff with super soldiers. And then we had this black one too. We're not racist. Like it's fine. Like the, he didn't want that is how I interpreted it. But, okay. but yeah, it was, um, it is a bit of a pivot. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And then, like you said, the, the idea of this group of people that wants every, everything to essentially go back to pre, oh no, to post blip, which yeah. I, I, I have liked how these shows are taking the blip so seriously as mm-hmm. compared to like uh far from home where when everybody was coming back, it was sort of played off as a joke. You know? Yeah. Literally uh, it's just in, like, Oh, uh, look. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. In, yeah. in WandaVision, especially that scene in the hospital was probably, it's probably still my favorite scene of, of these uh MCU shows on, on Disney plus even of, or might even be for all of phase four by, by the time that we're done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do appreciate them taking that a little bit seriously, and they want to delve obviously deeper into that with the uh, Falcon and Moon Soldier. But it didn't help that Carly was such a terrible villain. I hated her every step of the way. I don't know why every her... villain these days has to go from um, "No, I'm doing it for a noble cause. I'm a good person to just kill them all." It's like there's some gray area between that, you know. Like not every yeah, villain needs to do. That. They just take yeah, they just take like extremes to yeah so carly sucked sharon carter was wasted totally that, the that whole episode power of, break broker angle just power broker stuff yeah it, i feel I, like i understand, didn't see that coming i mean like yeah and i understood that like they need a way to justify how the super soldier serum got to carly and her crew but like there was i feel like there's so many things they could have done that would have streamlined it like the same way i understand they need to figure out super soldier thing they needed to figure out how to make John Walker break bad, essentially. Like, how to make him, you know, go off the rails. But yeah. I feel like, like, Carly and the Flag Smashers being the thing that were for both of those plots before just felt, I don't know, it felt like half-baked. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So the article that I saw, I don't know if one of you posted it or maybe just saw it randomly somewhere, that said that, oh, the, showrunner, that the showrunner succeeded in making him likable and that people... Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, so, no, no. Yeah, John Walker, for your reference, Angel, um, he's the new Captain America. He's actually Kurt Russell's son, the actor. Didn't know that. Um, explains, his jaw, explains his jawline. 
Um, but I, uh, he, yeah, he in episode five or four literally murders someone with Captain America's shield, like just bashes their head in. And then an episode later or two, uh, he has to make a choice between like, does he stop the terrorist who killed his friend that led him to murder someone else? Or that was the wrong person? Or does he just go rescue some people? And he's like, I'm going to go rescue some people. And then Bucky's like, ha, and cracks a joke at him. And everything seems dandy. And he's supposed to be this kind of likable but sort of like anti-hero type. Like he's basically filling in for what Winter Soldier was up until they like kind of closed Bucky's arc. Like he's kind of the new like antithesis of Captain America, U.S. agent. But like he's not likable. They never really redeemed him. Even when he went to go apologize – to the family of the friend of his that was murdered in live duty that led him to commit the murder himself, um, he lied to them about the situation. So, like, I don't understand what redeeming qualities he has except one time he saved some people instead of chasing some random girl down a sewer. Like, yeah. that doesn't feel like enough to me. Um, no, it, it absolutely isn't enough. Yeah. Um, I do like that it seems like they're setting up something with uh, Julia... Louis-Dreyfus? Well, what is it? Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yeah. Louis. I, I always forget the Louis. Yeah. Uh, Just call Louis her Veep. Dreyfus. Veep. Uh, I, I do like, it seems like they're setting up something akin to the Thunderbolts, like, uh, sort of yeah. Marvel's Suicide Squad. And John Walker just might be the leader of that. So that seems kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, and her cameo was like insane. Like when I saw her on screen, I was like, huh. I don't know how they managed to pull this off without it getting leaked anywhere. So apparently they did it by, and this is real, uh, they shuttled her to and from the set in a full wizard robe. Like she was in a cloak. Like they covered her head, you couldn't see her face, and they like would shuttle her back and forth. And then only a few people knew when she was coming to set, and they had her offset to get dressed and then put the cloak on, drove her there, filmed, drove her back, took the cloak back off. Okay, well, Which is insane for just a, yeah. basically a stunt casting, but hey. Well, uh, well. I'm, I don't know if it's as much stunt casting as I'm, I'm sure she's going to pop up in other. No yeah. Stuff. No, but I mean, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised like if she her. pops up in like secret invasion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, she's, she's in the MCU now in the same way that like, uh, you know, we have Samuel Jackson popping up throughout randomly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just casting um, her was just felt like a move. It reminded me a lot of, like I was saying before, Catherine Hahn and WandaVision or even like Bill Burr in The Mandalorian. Just like, let's get people that aren't traditionally in this world. We throw them in a TV show version of that world. And then people are like, whoa, did you see that? Like, Julie Dreyfus was in um, Falcon Winter Soldier. And like, she was. And they like start watching the show and then supposedly get hooked, hopefully. And then they keep watching the show. It's all a weird sure. marketing move in a way. It's a water yeah. cooler talk generator, which is why uh, I kind of leak. end. At the end, Sam does become Captain America, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But and then they do the t- the uh, title change with uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and I feel like shouldn't it have Bucky have yeah. gone to Bucky. White Wolf or right? White Wolf, or, yeah, or even Bucky. Yeah. Well, that I feel like sums up his entire arc. Like, remember with Wandavision, I was saying I thought that the story of Wanda working through her grief was strong, but everything else was kind of pushed to the wayside and felt kind of short. Um, you know, not given the its due. That was Bucky in yeah. this to me. Like the show's called Falcon and Winter Soldier, but really it was mostly Falcon. Like Bucky had a early on, it seemed like they're saying up his arc, and then like the closure for his arc, him coming in terms with you know writing the names off, or crossing names off the list, apologizing everything. They handled him and the father of that guy he killed, who at the start shows they showed how he was using that relationship to try and make himself feel better, but not telling the father who he was. They, like, right. resolved that in, like, two seconds. He's like, oh, yeah, so I killed your son. And the dad's like, what? And he's like, 
sorry, and then the dad's like, and what? then the heart, and cut. then it's over. I don't even think he said sorry. <laughs> I think I think he just explained like I oh, was yeah, forced yeah. to, and right. a hard and cut a hard to. Cut. He's like leaving the house, and yeah. then everything's so fine, and now he's hanging out in an unofficial member of Sam's family, and it's cool. It's just like that didn't. I mean, I'm glad Bucky got closure, but it would be nice to see it to as see the, the audience. Closure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I thought yeah. I thought Bucky did have some of the stronger or yeah some of the stronger moments in it uh, mm-hmm. in the show like that flashback to when he's in Wakanda and he's just like crying because uh, he's scared that he's still brainwashed yeah as uh, the Wakandans are are like treating him uh, I thought it was a great scene he had a great line I believe in the second episode when they're doing that forced therapy where I believe he says something along the lines or like he's arguing with Sam. And Sam's telling him, why do you care so much about me? And then Bucky says something along the lines of, because if Steve was wrong about you, then that means that he was wrong about me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good, a I really good too. line. And that was like his arc up to the end, I thought was like kind of on the right track, even if it was less of one, like compared to Sam's. But yeah. then it just like they fumbled the back third of it, I feel like. Or, which I think, I think they just fumbled the back half of, of the whole show. Of, of the entire show. Yeah. Cause. Uh, the second episode was great. Yeah. Uh, especially because it, it, you know, it did have that buddy cop feel to it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, uh, which, which is fun, which I thought is what we were going to get. And then, you know, we did get some, some commentary stuff, like when it comes to race and what it means to pick up the shield as a black man in America. Right. Uh, right. Which was quite, but then timely. the back half just fumbled it with the flag smashers and with John Walker and I was confused at a lot of points, like when I, I don't know, maybe maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but like some of the editing choices was was very very strange. For the Specifically, last I for the last couple of episodes actually, hmm. like uh, when they're talking to Carly in like that warehouse right before uh, right before uh, John Walker murders that one guy. Oh yeah, why did that fight break out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, yeah, it, it, it it's so weird. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um. I just I just feel like the series unfortunately was just wasted. Like I, yeah. I was I was very looking forward to it. I remember telling I remember I was I was uh I was hanging out with some friends and somebody asked, Oh, is anybody watching the show? And I was like, Yeah, it's and I believe it was only up until episode three. I remember telling them like, Yeah, I'm liking it way better than WandaVision and if uh you guys listened to our discussion on WandaVision, you know that I didn't really much care for WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And so now the fact that it's like, huh, what I'm like questioning whether it was better than one vision or not is sort of a disappointment to, like that I have. And and there the is in in the show's defense, apparently due to COVID, there were reshoots. They did shrink it down a little. There's a rumor or a report going around that at one point that the there Fox was Smasher a plot was going to be about a pandemic ravaging those yeah. that were left behind. And access to vaccines, and that's a little too timely, so they chopped that out. Um, so that could be part of why it felt kind of weak. I mean, Disney clearly believes in the creative team behind it because they're doing Captain America four, like the movie now. Um, but yeah, really it just in the faith plans or what? It was no. they confirmed it the day the final episode went up on that Friday. Um, so I don't know if it's in phase four or phase five or what, but it's confirmed that's happening. Um, and obviously, it was in their deeper back catalog. I can't remember who it was, but there's one director. Of one of the Marvel projects that's saying, if you guys knew how many movies were actually in the pipeline that haven't been announced, it'd blow your mind or something along those lines. Like, they I have so think much it was growing. James Gunn that, that brought that up. I'm not too sure. That sounds right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 
But yeah, so like I'll give the show a little bit of benefit of that. But yeah, like tonally, the buddy cop thing at the front was pretty strong. And then that last episode, without like necessarily picking apart everything about it, that whole last episode to me felt like an early 2000s superhero movie. Like the kind of cheese, oh, the sort God, of pacing, when... the – even the fight scenes. Like it just – for some reason – the one-liners, the quips. Like for some the reason speech. it felt like – yeah, the speech were conveniently – The speech at the end I thought was dreadful. I was rolling my ass the entire time. And like and what he was saying was like the content of it or the concepts in it weren't bad. It was just the way that he took six episodes and it was like, okay, let me sum up everything in five minutes for you. It's like why – if you, why did – did we need those other episodes then? You kind of summed it all up. Like you talk, talked about everything wrong. Like what? why couldn't anyone say that in episode one or two and just resolve everything? But – Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Next, the uh, next Marvel show is Loki, which is in two weeks. Uh, no, it's in June. It's in June. It's in June. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're taking a little I, I break. I just wondered that they, that they were they were doing this thing where uh, they were like, almost immediately del- you get a new show. They delayed Loki, but yeah, they were originally. Oh, they delayed it. Gotcha. Loki's interesting. And Lo- or go yeah, ahead. Go. What are you gonna say? Loki is the first show that first of these shows that is going to have a confirmed season two, mm, which I thought interesting. was interesting. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Loki's really interesting to me oh, because I mean, have it, to make a choice. Damn. Yeah, you do, Angel. Yeah, sucks to be the guy who tries to watch 10 seconds of every project. You're going to have to maybe watch like 10 seconds twice in two different seasons. But um, Well, Owen Wilson's in it, so maybe this deserves a normal watch, but I don't know. Yeah, there's... there's... Owen Wilson is is what's going to get you to watch this? Wow. 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 Yeah, I I honestly, like Loki, I kind of like Wanda before WandaVision. Loki is a character that they put in the MCU over and over. I'm like, he's fine in Thor. Like, I understand he's the foil to Thor. Okay, fine. But, like, people love the guy, and I never quite understood what it was about him, but the trailer for I think it's because people so love... Good. I think it's because people like Tom Hiddleston. That, that's probably it, yeah. But the trailer for Loki just looks really, man. really... Hiddleston, I think? Hiddleston, yeah. Yeah. But the uh, the... The trailer looks really good, and it. I I have a theory. Hear me out on this. We'll see if the show pans out. I'm putting this oh, on recording. Boy. It's not a theory about the show. It's just a concept. Correct me if I'm wrong. Here we go. This is Marvel's version of the Good Place. Hear me out. I have not seen any of the trailers. Okay, I'd rather keep it that way. Then I will not say anything further. Those who understand much. what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, I already said too much, but. Earmark that it's today. We're just going up May second, and I'm making that comparison. We will see if the discourse follows my point by the end of the show. But it really feels like it. There's differences, but there's also similarities. So, so I'm planting my flag there. But yeah, it looks really good. It also kind of has a buddy cop vibe, kind of, but it looks different and good. And that's all I'll say. I'll just say that I, I do agree with what Jason said, or I do support mm-hmm. which, that, part? Uh, which part. Which oh, part? Uh, okay. I don't want. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say more. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with I something that was said in this last fifty-seven minutes. All right. Your theory didn't. Why did <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Them? The theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I wasn't giving yeah, the said, theory said, or the buddy cop no, comment. I said, I said yeah. No, I said your theory. Oh, I sorry. The mic. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah. So wow. more to come in June. Yeah. That was uh. <laughs> that was one of the uh, bigger releases. Uh, what else do we have on the docket? I mean, if you want, do talk you want to go next to Angel? Actually, he should. Yeah. Uh, no, now we might as well talk about might as well talk about Godzilla. So the other the big way. release, am I right? Ha ha. The other big release um, that, yeah. So, uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah. Uh, the biggest box office release since the pandemic. 
Yeah, it's almost crazy just how like long it's been coming. I mean, like I feel like we knew about this not that long after the 2014 Godzilla, right? Yeah, it was like one of those like it's like oh yeah they're working on this and it's like I mean how far apart was it seven years? Jesus. But, and they didn't outright yeah, but, say at that point, I think, that Godzilla vs. Kong was going to play out as Godzilla vs. Kong. But they did pre- sort of angle at, we're going to have uh, Monarch and it's going to be this interconnected monster verse, And, you know, we're going to rope in these different licenses of classic monsters. Yeah, cause there the, will be some meeting of some sort. But they didn't, like, outright say Kong's going to punch Godzilla in the face in seven years or anything like that. Yeah, because it wasn't officially confirmed until, I want to say Skull Island, right? Like in the Skull after Island, scene, yeah. that's yep. where like yep. it, the, the stinger was like, oh, Monarch's in this. And it's like, yeah. whoa, Godzilla. Like, And then, you know, that's like, I guess when we were supposed to be like, oh, this is actually happening. Yeah. But yeah, even, but you know, was, I, the rumblings were there. I, I took it with a grain of salt early on because this was the same company that's like, Brian Cranston stars in Godzilla and then was in it for like two minutes. So I was a little like, are they going to do it though? But yeah, once they started getting the ball rolling, it, it, yeah, it's been a long time coming. So I love, I I love Godzilla 2014. I Um, do too, even though I just made fun of it. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it, Angel, considering Godzilla's only in it for like five minutes. Uh, I like the beginning, the middle, and the main, and the main character. I don't know. I, I feel like we follow him way too much. I don't know. I, I found a lot of it really boring. Um, I, yeah, I did like the very beginning and the very end. I I didn't like the middle. It's, it's definitely more of the impact of Godzilla than Godzilla himself, and like and, the, and the thing is, like stories Godzilla movies. Godzilla. Well, the thing is, like Godzilla movies, like are normally pretty slow. Like you know, it's usually something like a budget restraint. You can't really do a whole two hour plus movie with like CG with CG. Like it just right. it just wouldn't work. But I don't know. I yet I haven't really found. I didn't have the same problem I did with these other ones. I don't know. I think it was um maybe I think it was kind of the performance of um of Quicksilver. Godzilla just... and Kong. Oh, I see. Oh no! In, in the first you're, movie, you're yeah. Still in 2014. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> um, Quicksilver just kind of didn't really do it for me. Like I found the the angle they were going with in the beginning way more interesting. Like after they killed off Brian Cranston and they was just kind of I don't know just following, going with the flow, just going from place to place, helping out I guess in the military, kind of doing his bomb thing but then not really and i don't know what was up with that whole like he sets off a nuke in the ocean and they managed to catch up to him and rescue him before it, i don't know there a lot of weird iffy things but i don't know I, I just didn't really like quicksilver in this movie i don't know his name that's why i keep saying quicksilver i think um, his name is ford that, and that i know he always sticks with me because like i've never heard of anybody named ford i know it's a first name but that's the first time in in wait his first name in, like actual ford? fiction that i see yeah, Ford. Oh, yeah. It's stuck he's with kick, me. He's huh. kick-ass, right? Because I want to say I enjoyed him in that. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's yeah. quick-ass. Aaron something quick Taylor Johnson, is that his name? Aaron, Aaron. Taylor Johnson. Also, yeah. in uh, he was in Tenet. Yes, uh, which remember. I didn't even realize was him initially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, for whatever reason, he... Yeah, I don't know why. Like, he kind of brought down the movie for me. I don't know what it was about him, but he just didn't really feel like he was really into the role. He just felt kind of, I don't know... Yeah, it just felt really flat for me. But I felt like every movie after started getting better, and that's only really because we just started getting more screen time and, you know, less, like, you could tell, like, you know, less effort was put on the human side of the story. It felt like they were trying really hard oh, in the first oh, one less to make effort us put into the, into yeah. the human which, characters. Which for sure yeah. means that Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong is the end game of that thought, because that was no effort. Yeah. No, yeah, like, which is, like, 
I definitely prefer that. The only thing is that it felt like the, you know, like King of the Monsters. I love the, you know, the monster side of it. The human side was obviously getting dumber. And, I don't know, something that did feel like it, they kind of focused on them a little too long. But overall, like, I enjoyed it for what it was. And, yeah, King Godzilla vs. Kong, like, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, the... Real, real the quick, since we're doing the lineage, shout out to Skull Island, which I thought visually with the Vietnam motif was probably the coolest visually of the bunch. That one anyway. was definitely... Yeah, it was just like a different movie. I mean, I completely forgot yeah. it was even part of this canon because... I just love it. Because it almost doesn't fit with it. Like, I mean, of all of them, it definitely has the most interesting human side of the story just because, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, Bill, o- Bill O'Reilly nope. does a good job. Definitely not former Fox News anchor Bill, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. No. Something Riley. John C. Riley. John, John C. Riley. C. Riley. I was, I was trying Riley. to, I was trying to think, like, who the <laughs> hell is he talking about? Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I just knew it was not Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, Next something Riley. Like, yeah, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, like, Tucker Carlson's role was really, like, nope. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, Rick and Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I, like, vis- I think Skull Island, I want to say it's my favorite of the bunch, because Godzilla versus Kong was just bonkers. But yeah, I, I, I feel like we didn't give it its due, which is why I cut you off real quick. But anyway, please continue. I just wanted to shout out Skull Island. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that was a fun movie. Um, a lot of helicopter deaths in the beginning. Yeah, but um, what's it called? But yeah, Godzilla vs Kong. It delivered pretty much what I wanted. Um, some stuff is. I mean, I don't know the 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 side. The only part that I ever felt like kind of like eye rolled or just kind of like like uh, how I right, move it along was any time they showed um Eleven's part of the story. Yeah, because it yeah, wasn't until absolutely like, useless. Millie Bobby absolutely. Brown for those at home. Because even then, like it wasn't until the very very, and I mean like. As, and it's like you can get that like their presence had any purpose other than that you know it's just like oh we're there for the ride to give the audience a way to discover like you know Godzilla. but yeah it felt like, like it was that and they needed well it was that and they needed a thread to uh the last godzilla because they can't just drop all the characters they think so, for some reason. So, they needed something to connect. Yeah. And she was the biggest name out of that. So, they're like, well, what do we do with her? And they found um, yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> what, her what dad that is was. in the movie for, like, a total of, like, two minutes. Yeah. 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 And honestly, like, yeah, I could care less if they didn't bring back anyone. I, I think most people agree that, like, we don't come for the continuous plot. We just want to see the, the CG fight. But at least the CG fight was, was really cool. And what I, I mean, even, like... Even some other stuff that was debatably kind of dumb. It's like, you know, they when they go into the inner earth, it looks like they're going through, like, wormholes and, like, it takes forever to get there. And then later on, it's like, oh, Godzilla just shoots the beam down. Come on up, guys. Yeah, yeah and the plot holes in this movie are insane. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that they use these. First of all, like, if you showed me 2014 Godzilla and then this movie, <laughs> like, right after it, I'd be like, no shot are these in the same universe. Because they're, like, completely different movies. Like, 2014 Godzilla is, is, I guess, grounded in a sense. definitely the most Compared to this movie. Compared to this one where it's like, oh, yeah, we have these anti-gravity ships. And we're going to, like, go at the speed of light towards Hollow Earth. And then Godzilla just nukes a hole down to Hollow Earth. Well, you, you know why. It is how it is, right? Warner Brothers and Legendary, Legendary, in my opinion at least, are following a very established process here. This is Fast and Furious, but monsters. So they started pretty grounded. Fast and Furious 1 was, you know, DVDs. They're stealing DVDs. And then with each 
following movie, it got a little more ridiculous and the action got a little more heightened. And now we're at peak Fast and Furious of monster movies with Godzilla versus Kong, which is just like really awesome action set pieces, big fight scenes, but no rhyme or reason or logic or any sort of like logical headcanon or not headcanon, regular canon of why it is now possible that these things are happening. You just kind of well, like with in, in Fast and Furious. In Fast and Furious, I still at least care about the family, you know? Like, that's sure, all. But that's because they tell you every movie in literally those words, it's all about family. If someone sat down and said, yeah, it's all about like, conspiracy well, theories, I remember every single movie. family being very important in King of the Monsters, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess uh, maybe they're not executing like, it to the same level, but that is 100% Fast and Furious with monsters. That's what they're going I guess, it depends, I guess it also depends how you look at it. I mean, like, do you. I mean, I guess I try to think of like Godzilla and Kong as like the main characters, or like yeah. the monsters are the main characters. Oh yeah, yeah. In the, like, Fury, in, in the Fast and the Furious movies, like you know, the Vin Diesel and them are the main characters. So I mean, they're, so they're the likable. Piece, yeah. They're, I mean, they're they're the characters. Like I, I want, I like seeing their interactions with them. And mm-hmm. Blah blah. Because I mean, yeah, the action is cool, but. I, I don't necessarily oh, mean um, character versus not character. I mean literally just the idea of like this movie is a bunch of action set pieces that need to be strung together with some sort of plot. And no, each yeah, movie's yeah, yeah. subsequent action set pieces have to outdo the previous to the point where now literally this movie is like, what if they fought on boats? It's like, all right, well, let's get the characters on boats somehow. All right, they're on boats. Yeah, I mean, fight. that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, seems like they're, they're, it seems like their scale like changed a couple times during the movie. Yeah, because it's all about like, the sequences. And I mean, they both are felt, great ones. I mean, they both fit on a boat like, and they didn't think it, but – it, I don't know. Yeah, also, yeah. Like someone was clearly like a fan of um, Evangelion because there's like a there's a scene in that show where one of the giant mechs is jumping from boat to boat, like exactly like how Kong did. But um, yeah, and, and, it was, and it was also just kind of well, cool. Adam, like I mean, you get Adam Wingard, oh, sorry, go for it. the the director of this. He is a he is like a known anime fan because he did give us the masterpiece that was 2017 or 2018's Death Note. Wait, no. what? He, that's he was him? the William Dafoe dude? No, he no, was the director. Dire- no, the director. Oh, wait, yeah, wait, the director wait, that's, that's, hold on. The yeah. guy that did the Netflix Death Note that got panned did this? Yep. That explains both a lot and I'm somehow surprised at the same time. He, huh. d- depending, depending on, well, I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of hits and a lot of misses as well. He <laughs> directed this movie called, uh, The Guest with Dan Stevens, which is a really good horror movie. He directed Your Next, which is one of my favorite horror movies. And then after that, he did a bunch of crap. He did Death Note. Oh, and then the uh, uh, the Blair Witch reboot movie or sequel, whatever. Spoiler alert! It's a sequel to the first Blair Witch. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> that was casual spoiler. Okay, um, Th- that movie's trash, anyways. Interesting. Yeah, I knew his horror movie background, but I didn't know he did Death Note. Yeah. Huh. Something. Something cool that um they did in this movie that is like very apparent like well aside of it just being shot like it was meant to be seen in you know like a giant screen or I would oh, even argue yeah, like for sure it almost oh, yeah, felt like yeah. this was like shot to be like seen at least like in three D or something or like this was made for screen, IMAX hundred percent because like um I remember I think my brother told me that he was reading an article or like an interview where they asked the director like why some of the shots like were the way they were and he and his direction was pretty much like oh make this like a like a theme park ride. And you could totally see that, like, at the end scene. Like, it literally felt like this was just, like, a teaser of what's going to come to, like, Universal in the future or something. <laughs> Especially when you're, like, in the, like, I mean, like, yeah, that that dumb beam that, I mean, the literal, like, plot hole that Godzilla creates into the ground. 
like you write it up and it just looks really cool like when you're inside the little ship like you barely dodge like Godzilla's mouth and then you're kind of like weaving through the fight there's like another section where like Godzilla shoots a beam through a building and you're like kind of going against the beam trying not to get hit by it like damn it, it really felt like they were like really inspired by like you know the old back to the future ride or you know those kind of rides it's really cool. There's even like another shot early on um, when they're on the boats where for some reason like jets are taken off from the cargo ships and you're seeing like the cockpit view from reverse as the pilot is flying off really fast and you see mm-hmm. King Kong like go really big and then shrink away into the background. Like that looked really awesome, but Oh yeah, this movie is yeah, stylish. Yeah. That that oh, final yeah. fight in the, uh, the floating the Hong Hawks. Kong. I mean, yeah, the, the neon, neon lit yeah. Every fight scene, I was just like, man, someone needs to reboot Destroy All Monsters Melee from the GameCube and put these levels in it, like these, you know, arenas, and put Kong in it and just, like, make it HD because I will I, – every fight scene, I just, like, I want to play this. Like, to your point about theme park, I just, like, this looks really fun to, like, have in a video game. Mm-hmm. It's, like yeah, – and I mean – and even the final – like, I mean, that fight itself was very satisfying. I mean, it ended the way – like, I mean – I like that it wasn't just, like, an automatic, like, oh, Godzilla has beam, he wins. Like, you know, they made um, King Kong look agile and dodge and weave, but, you know, it was clear, like, yeah, Godzilla didn't really matter how many times they fought. It was the, the people weren't around. The people pretty much built Kong from, like, dying twice. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but now that they I weren't do, around, yeah. yeah. I love that there was a winner in this. Yeah. They, he, I, I, I saw online a lot of people were like, Wait, who? The director said that there was a winner. Who was the winner? And, like, if you didn't realize that Godzilla won two of those three fights, and especially the last fight, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, literally, it was, it was the best of three. That, that he won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three big fights yeah. is a best of three. It's, anyone that plays Rock, Paper, Scissors should be able to follow that. <laughs> what, one, of the, one of the main characters literally says, all right, well, round two goes to Kong. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then they had to kickstart his heart after the final fight. I don't know understand how you don't how how you're like, wait, who won yeah. at the end? I mean, they yeah, it's not like yeah. if you watch WWE and they like, like take someone to the hospital. You're like, well, they're still in the fight. It's like mm, they yeah. went to the hospital yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that dominance that they exactly. I I did enjoy that that like yeah they they did give us a winner. And yeah. I do like I was I was Team Godzilla all the way even even though. Even though Godzilla is technically the villain in this movie, uh, yeah, or like the 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 initial villain of this movie, but uh, I'm still yeah, Team Gojira all it, the way. It, it was really interesting seeing like how Godzilla was giving like that same reverence that King Kong got in this movie and King of the Monsters, like the exact kind of like like oh man, look at this kind gentle beast just trying to protect us, blah blah blah. But then yeah, in this one, I mean for the most part, except for like um, Stranger Things, like. Everyone was Millie Bobby Brown. Sure. And um see now you threw my train of thought, trying to be sorry. People know who I'm people know who I'm talking about. Is there any other Stranger Things character in this movie? Maybe someone I'm... thinks there's a walking case of DVDs. I don't know. Gotta <laughs> clarify. <laughs> like someone just bought the more... box set. And the box set goes I mean... on this weird trail of conspiracy theories that felt ill time given all the real can- conspiracy theories in the world. Now at but... this point. Exactly. That's my point. It's fast and furious. Next are monsters will be flying in space. But I do got to commend this movie for, like, you know, in spite of, like, making Godzilla more the villain. And even though, like, yeah, like, obviously I was gonna, I was rooting for Godzilla the whole time as well. It did make me, like, sympathize for Kong and just, like, be like, like, actually mm-hmm. feel like, like, oh, man, like, I actually felt kind of like that. Like, seeing him get beat up a little. Not that much, but, like, <laughs> yeah, they, they did a good job just, like, 
picking his side. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, if they were going to focus the attention on him, like they, they developed as good as you can, the giant CG monkey ape. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they, um, they did a good job on that. And Mechagodzilla was also just a cool way that they did him. Like, I love that. Like from the beginning, I felt like everyone like was like, oh yeah, they're clearly going to fight a third thing at the end and team up. They did, but it wasn't yeah. the way that any of us thought it was going to happen. Like I, my money was on like, oh, Actually, if anything, it was really smart of them because, like, the way they even presented the trailer was like, "Oh, Godzilla's acting weird." It's like, "Oh, that's gonna make anyone think, including myself, that it's actually Mecha Godzilla because that's what the other movies did in the past." Right. But it's like, no, it was just straight up him, and they actually did fight, and then they still got that other battle afterwards. And it, and I thought it was cool that it was like uh that it was like King Ghidorah in it. Like, oh, that's kind of a nice little thing. Did you did you guys catch who that Asian? kid was yeah i heard the name and i'm all and i'm like wait is he supposed to be the son of the he's the son of the last one but they yeah they they he's he's the son of let them fight right yeah yeah he's he's the son of uh ken watsonabi's character right which fight (laughs) ken watsonabi should have been the protagonist of this entire series Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I was I was really yeah. bummed out when uh he sacrificed himself at uh like towards the end of uh King of the Monsters to revive Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I really... thought he would have been perfect as the as the lead. I know, it, it would it would have been cool to follow him instead of like Millie Bobby Brown or maybe, you know, throw both of them in. I mean she's a good actor, yeah. but I felt like her yeah, he was, was he, uh... he did a much more he did a much better job of being like the Godzilla sympathizer than, yeah, yeah than I guess Stranger Things. Keep forgetting her name. Yeah, exactly. Millie, Billy, Millie Bobby Millie, Brown, which you just Millie said Bobby. with your mouth forty five seconds. I wasn't ago. sure though, <laughs> but you did say it. I was just like, um, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm faking, I'm faking it, and I'm gonna go with it. But um, yeah, you could yeah, call so another yeah, name. It, you could call her as Enola Holmes. She played Sherlock's little sister, as we talked about. I will not be calling her that. But you can, you can. Should you? Debatable, but you can. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely felt weird that um, yeah. When I heard like the last name mentioned like once, it was like wait, Surizawa, oh, Surizawa, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and then it's like, oh, are they gonna do anything with that? Like, no, he's he's just he gets murked pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, yeah come for the action, stay for the CG, the spectacle. I don't know. It's, and you don't really you come up- for anything else. If you end up watching on HBO Max, it's one of those two movies where I'd actually be like, go, if you don't, go to a grocery store and buy popcorn and pop it. Because it's one of the few movies where like it really is like a popcorn flicks all the way through compared to a lot of stuff that's been out this past right. year. So definitely, even more so than like Justice League, because uh, that was very like solemn. But yeah, go get popcorn for this. It's, it's definitely just a fun popcorn flick type of movie. Yeah, Probably a snack of choice. Yeah. Nope, only popcorn. If you eat anything else, you're doing the movie a disservice. I I <laughs> always hate when people say like, "Oh, it's a turn your brain off kind of movie," but like this is one that I absolutely yeah. have to turn my yeah. brain off for. No, I mean, yeah. To to that point, we kind of Angel just said it, and neither of us reacted. But the way he described the plot hole is a literal plot hole because it's literally a hole. Oh yeah, it up. literally a hole. A literal plot hole. Yeah. So yeah, this was yeah, the yeah, that's a great line that I just needed to draw attention to because you said it so fast and neither of us reacted. It was so good. I had to circle back. Oh. Twenty minutes and this later, movie, this movie was the closest that my suspension of disbelief has ever gotten destroyed. 
<laughs> because like I know we're talking about a movie where a big monkey and a big lizard fight. Like yeah. my suspension of disbelief should have been thrown out the door already. Yeah. But like you know, it's like it's a movie, but man, this was the closest that I, that it ever got to being like, okay, no. Just too stupid for me. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like, you know, you, you come here, yeah, for, for the main title fight. Like, even even the opening credits, it's like a title fight where yeah. you have Godzilla on the left and King Kong oh, on the right. Oh, man. You know? even that they one, knew like, exactly like, I mean, how they were marketing that, that this should, thing. That should already tell you, like, who was going to win. Like, you see, like, well, Godzilla versus, like, the... Oh, yeah, Godzilla the, the, just the has Nobu. an entire kill list. I know, which... and he had, like, like, he fought King Ghidorah, he fought Rodan, he fought, you know, the Nomu, and then, yeah. like... Kong, like he Godzilla a helicopter just, or something. Godzilla just destroy like he destroys an alien. Father. How does that not? Yeah, yeah. Like one little um, thing. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I I don't know where they go from here, considering that it looked like Godzilla just killed the other monsters based on that opening uh, title. They go to Hollow Earth. They go in. It and becomes they, Journey to Center yeah. Earth. It's a crossover. No, but in, in all seriousness, they're probably going to use Hollow Earth. And there's rumblings it may be called Son of Kong. It may be set in oh, Hollow Earth. I don't want to follow Kong. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like King Kong's story is, is – is, I'm adequate with King Kong's story. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not but his son, with, the Donkey Kong uh, Jr. of this Godzilla. universe, <laughs> is about to be re- revealed. Is it going to have spiky so. hair? I don't know. Well, be a little rebel? He, no, he's got a little, he's got that little bib shirt that has a J on it, like DK's son. Because, like – because, I mean, the fact they already did, like, Ghidorah, you know, like, full-on, like, playing it how he is, like, an actual, like, alien that came to yeah. Earth. Like, yeah. there's so many iconic and cool, like, monsters that they could bring from the Godzilla universe. I don't really know what else you have from Kong, outside of just him, him being, like, an extra buddy for Godzilla to help him fight sometimes, I guess. But, I don't know, like, I would love to see, like, Biolanti, just pretty much like a evil, crazy tentacle plant Godzilla... Or, like, Destroya around. There's, like, so many really awesome ones. Oh, Destroya, yeah, it'd be cool. Because he I just mean, looks freaking crazy. At this point, I feel like it's all <laughs> even, even a space Godzilla. No... I mean, it might get to that point where it's like, oh, Godzilla versus space Godzilla, which is an like, actual thing. I, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 we're at the point with the series where no one is going to be like, this is too ridiculous. Like, much like Fast and Furious, no one goes, well, this is yeah. too much. They just embrace it. So they can do anything now. And the fact that it was a box office success beyond what they expected given the pandemic and all yeah, like they just like... got a they just got a blank check essentially to do whatever they want with the with the audiences i mean like they have total yeah, which is rain to go bonkers and i'm sure they will which i am super thankful for because i you know king of the monsters as much as i enjoyed like you know the fights and you know they use the theme it was like whoa like i mean so many things about them we were done really well but you know it also like bombed horribly yeah and it seemed like if this one didn't do well like that would have been it Oh, I mean, sure. it almost seemed like that was basically it, and this one was like, like uh, we were we already started working on it, just finish it, but yeah, this is very much crazy. the Fire Emblem Awakening of the Godzilla franchise. Like, <laughs> if it didn't work, that would be it. it. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool. yeah, at least like at least in the U.S. I mean, Toho. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Western I mean, movie. I mean, Shin Godzilla did well. We'll see if that ever gets a sequel or anything, or maybe he'll they'll do Shin Ultraman, and then they'll do Shin Ultraman versus Shin Godzilla, but. Huh. Yeah. I can see that happening, absolutely. Isn't that... Cool. That is a creepy little uh, Godzilla. Yeah. And then uh, Hideki is also done with the uh, the rebuild movies, so... Oh. He's got he's got time now. Did 4.4.4 already come out, or whatever it's called? 
No, it's called it's called 3.0 plus 1.0. Oh my god. Thrice upon a time. That's almost as bad of a name as Nier's remake version. You mean uh Nier Replicants version uh version 1.22847. I, I got really close to to remembering uh all the numbers. We're going to I bought that to... game. I bought that game on uh Friday night well knowing that I'm never going to play it. <laughs> I played. I support it. I, How nice! I tried. I try to get into near uh, Automata. Mm-hmm. I've replayed the first mission of that game maybe about seven times already, and I never get past it. And yet, you bought one point three point one four pi version. I, I think it actually is the square root of pi. Oh, is it? Is that what the number is? I think oh, so. Oh, I was just making a joke about decimals, but okay. Yeah, but uh, cool, cool. That was uh. That was Godzilla vs. Kong. Moving on to, just very quickly, another HBO Max release. Uh, I think I'm the only one that caught this. Hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Hmm. Neither of you saw it, correct? Not yet, no. No, I definitely want to, though, but not yet. Oh, did Mortal yeah, so Kombat, Mortal like, Kombat. Did it live up to the, did it live up to, Apoc- wait, Armageddon? Apocalypse? So, the, the sequel? No, Is that uh, a high I bar? That Armageddon. doesn't seem like much of a bar. Was it? Um, Annihilation. Annihilation. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Annihilation. Wow. They all start yeah. with me. Annihilation, garbage, terrible. At least the, at least that like first, was it eighties or nineties? It was nineties, right? Nineties. Mortal Kombat wasn't around nineties. It was nineties. It was for sure nineties, like mid nineties. You know, at, the, at least that movie had like some camp to it. Uh, and like it's kind of enjoyable. Annihilation is is a slog, man. I don't. I saw it maybe like two years ago, and I was like, oof. I, they had a higher budget for the movie, and it looks worse. But, Apparently, uh, it too is on HBO Max. If people want to live through that history, to prepare. Oh yeah, there you go. Watch the watch new... the entire uh, Mortal Kombat cinematic universe. Sure, go for <laughs> the it. The MKC. But uh, be careful. But with uh, with this movie, uh, first time director Simon McQuaid, something like that. Uh, I I should have written it down. But uh, this is his first first movie. Uh, he's primarily known as a uh, commercial director. Not sure what commercials, but that's the thing. As far as this movie goes, I think that it is an objectively bad movie. Like, there's no denying <laughs> that this movie is awful. Uh-huh. But I had a great time watching it. Um, it might, I, it, it was probably because I was watching with friends, so we were like cracking wise while we were watching the movie. But I'd like to believe that even without them, I still would have enjoyed this movie. Uh, the the opening eight minutes, opening ten minutes before the title card are awesome it's the first fight between uh hanzo and bihan who are the characters that go on to become scorpion and sub-zero respectively and before they're those exactly yeah so i think it takes place like in the 17th century so a really really long time ago um and the fight is it's it's relatively well choreographed it's it's like a tight little action scene it's brutal as all hell. And then the movie just pretty much devolves immediately. To the point where <laughs> you get you get Mortal Kombat on the screen. And then for about 30 seconds, an exposition card of like, of, you know, the different realms about Earthrealm. Uh, Mortal Kombat is about to start. They, I believe they name drop Shang Tsung like immediately. Oh, spoilers for this. Shang Tsung is the villain of this movie as he was in the 90s movie and uh, he's no not Shao as charismatic Khan. as then no it's not Shao Kahn as a matter of fact I'll just rip the 
Oh, can I spoil this, or are you guys gonna watch it? Um, it just, I mean, it like, sounds like we're not watching it for the plot. I mean, it, so go for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a movie. It's like other like I'm watching Lit- it for the fight scenes. Literally, two thirds of this podcast is just turn off your brain, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> um, spoiler alert: They never get to the Mortal Combat. They never get to the tournament in this movie. They clearly <laughs> set up a sequel where the sequel might be the Mortal Combat tournament. Who knows? That is confidence um, in your project, right there. Yeah, exactly. Do they have and fatalities? So they do have fatalities, which which brings me to like one of my negative points. This oh. movie does not have enough gore or violence. Re- I, really? When when they spoke about this movie of like we're gonna push the hard R, like we are going <laughs> to be very faithful to. It's like there is one fatality uh, involving uh, Kung Lao. Wait, which one's Kung Lao? Is Kung Lao the one with the hat? Yeah, Kung Lao. The or is that Liu Kang? I always get Liu Kang is Liu, Liu, Liu Kang is the the bicycle kick dude and Kung okay, Lao. Okay, yeah. Hat. So so yeah. So Kung Lao Kung Lao uh, does use a fatality involving his hat. I can I'll just leave it there, and it's awesome. It's so good, and I guess Jax does a fatality, but not nearly as cool as uh as Kung Lao's. But that's about it. Like, the rest of it, you could have put in, like, a PG-13 movie, honestly. So it's really like the a, Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat, not the Sega Genesis Mortal Kombat. That's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, to a degree, I guess. But it's, like, for as much promise as they put on, yep, this is gonna, this is gonna be the, the most violent Mortal Kombat movie, and probably the most violent movie of the year. It's pretty, pretty tame. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm genuinely surprised. Because I've seen a few clips that show, like, a lot of blood, but... I'm generally surprised. Oh, and not only the the blood looks terrible in this too. It's like it's very CGI. Like I I'm I was very disappointed. Like if you've seen that, especially in that beginning fight that I was talking about with uh with Scorpion and and Sub Zero, mm-hmm. uh, it is bloody, but it looks very very cheap. It looks very mm-hmm. fake. Yeah, a, a lot of this movie actually it's does feel one. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, a lot of this movie does actually feel very cheap. Like uh, they go to Raiden's temple at some point, and you could. You could tell them, like, oh, these are these are uh, these are sets. Yes, Angel. They go to Randy Malik's mansion. Yes, and it's awful. Did I say Randy Malik? No, but you said Ramy, and he said Ramy Malik. <laughs> so I'm. Wait, I didn't say Raiden. No, uh, maybe you did say Ramy, but we both heard Ramy. I think. Yeah, I heard Ramy. <laughs> so that he immediately Oops. ran with well, it. Well, I'll, I'll see what it listen how it sounds like on the during the edit, but. Yeah, a lot of this movie just seem kind of cheap. Uh, speaking of cheap, the main character is like a self-insert character, and he's clearly supposed to be a stand-in for the audience. He's the original character. His name is Cole, C O L E. Uh, At that point, C. you might as well have just call, give him a, a K. But he's yeah, so boring. <laughs> he is beyond boring. It's insane. Like, like I said, I understand that you know he's supposed to be the stand-in for the audience, but like. Give him a personality at least, or they should have just gone the route with the uh, the original where they just made Johnny Cage the main character. At least that would have been that'd been good. And I feel like that's one aspect that is like unanimously uh, hated on is the main character. The other one that is dividing like fans and critics is uh, Kano's portrayal, where he is the comic relief, and a lot of people find him to be grating. I thought he was great. I thought like, hey, this is a this is a perfectly dumb character in this perfectly dumb movie, and I I just thought he fit very well. And you could absolutely tell that the 
the actor for Kano was having a blast like playing him. He's a uh, he's always got these like quippy one liners. It's he's he's really fun. I I thought he was the best part of the movie honestly. Um yeah, uh aside from that, the fights, oh man, they they speed run through the fights, especially in the last 30 minutes, which this is a 2-hour movie and it doesn't really get going until the first hour. You you do have a couple of fights uh towards the beginning of the movie, but once they get they get to Radiant's Temple, that's when you get all the fights and in the last 30 minutes you get maybe about four or five, but they're all super short with the exception of the, of the final fight. Um, so it's like, which is odd. I, I, I don't want to spoil why it's so, why they're so quick, but yeah, it's like, I remember looking at the timer and there's 30 minutes left and we still have a bunch of fights going through. I'm like, Oh, they're just going to speed run through this and it's not going to be satisfying at all. And it wasn't as, as cool as, uh, some of the fights are. Uh, especially Cabal. Cabal's in this movie, and he probably has the coolest fight in the entire movie, just because of uh, of his uh, visual appearance and the effects that they give him, uh, similar to the game. I know you're a fan of the games, right, Angel? Yeah, I definitely keep up with the story. I play them, yeah, it's kind of weird to say, but I play them for the story. Cause, oh, um, well, the, 9, cause 10, and 11 <laughs> have amazing stories. Yeah, because Netherrealm like, does a good job of just making them really fun and interesting, even if they're not like, you know... Shakespeare, like they're just really fun. I just love their stories. Even on like the Injustice games, like I typically just play them and just play the campaign. Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially MK11, that one was just like crazy with like the whole like time traveling thing and traveling. resetting the whole yeah. like making everything canon, like literally everything. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, this movie does not oh, have yeah, yeah, a, yeah, cool. a fun storyline. It's, it's it's very boring. Wait, so it doesn't oh, have a good storyline, but it doesn't have much fighting either. So what is happening? What are they doing? So are they there are so Mortal Kombat the drama. So, <laughs> so, so the fights go go as long as about a round of actual Mortal Kombat, like when you're playing it at home. Maybe that's just being true. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're about some some only last about thirty seconds. Like there's wow. a fight between uh, Sonya and Kano towards the middle of the movie. That lasts all of 20 seconds. Uh, yeah. The long fights, like I said, the Sub-Zero versus Scorpion fight at the beginning, and then at the end of the movie, Cole, it's Cole and Scorpion versus Sub-Zero. Those fights are great, and those go on for, you know, a good six, seven, eight minutes. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, the other ones are very, very short, and they feel shorter because the editing in this movie is atrocious. It is so bad that I could not be... There were scenes where, like, okay, clearly character A said, hey, character B, let's work on this for you, and then they're working on character A, not character B. So I don't know if there was something wrong with the editing there or something wrong with the script, which the dialogue also atrocious in this movie. Just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Like I said, this this movie is objectively bad. I don't, I don't know anybody who can see... Who can see this movie and be like, this was a good movie. But I I enjoyed the crap out of myself watching it. Like, I'll tell you that much. It's not even one of those so bad it's good movies. Like, you know, The Room is one that everybody goes to when mm -hmm. uh, giving that title. No, this movie's just really, really bad. I just really, really enjoyed myself with it. <laughs> I don't know how other people might feel. I don't know how you guys might feel if you guys ever go, go ahead and watch this movie. But I don't know. I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, I, I'm just wrapping my head watch, around. watching it more now. Yeah, I'm actually kind of intrigued more now than I was before, but I'm just wrapping my head around 
someone walking into Warner Brothers and being like, ah, you know the game Mortal Kombat? So what if we don't have the fights? Oh, are you going to have a story? No. Oh, you're going to have good dialogue? No. So what are you doing instead of fights? Just, I don't know. But we'll find two hours to fill it. And they're like, okay. Like, how did this come to be? It's so random. Like, literally, there's nothing. You're describing it where there's, like, nothing happening, basically. Like, there's no story. There's no fights. There's no dialogue. It just, like, is for two hours. There's a total of three, three or four areas, really, in this entire movie. There's, like, the beginning town. There's Raiden's Temple. And, like, one other area. And that's pretty much it. Hmm. So this thing was cheap to make and probably has already turned its profit a few times over. So that sounds like. Uh, was this cheap to make? I mean, it definitely I would hope so cheap. if there's only four sets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, well, watch it. It's, 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 it's a two-hour movie, but it really goes. Two hours? I, I did not feel, yeah, oh, it's two hours, but, but it flies by. Oh, this absolutely should have been like a a ninety minute movie, maybe even shorter. But I mean, like I said, time flew as I was watching it. Does it, it have the moral combat theme? Like, wait, what happened? Does it have the moral combat theme, like the 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 classic Mortal Combat? Is Techno that syndrome or whatever it's called? Yeah, whatever. Uh, it, or or variant of it? Yeah, they do. Movie. They do have like an orchestral variant of it throughout the entire movie, and then <laughs> oh, there boy. is. And oh, then man. there is it. It actually does get you kind of hyped uh-huh. when it does start playing. But then at the the end credits, they do uh, do like a remix of it where it's all techno. Is it like dubstep? Because I feel like the way this movie's coming together from what you're describing, they're like, "Oh, dubstep was cool like seven years ago. Let's put that in here." No, no, no. no. Okay. There, there is this. There is this really weird disconnect between, especially in the first scene with uh, Scorpion and. Sub Zero, where the music is very techno-ish. It's not dubstep-ish, but it's it is very techno-ish. Mm-hmm. But we're in like 16th century Japan, <laughs> so oh. it, it's it's re- it's really weird. It was a really odd choice, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I I had fun watching the movie. I, I probably I... will watch it again at some point. Like honestly, we should I, just I, all I watch it together, enjoy my time with it remotely or something. Like just hop on yeah, Discord, cool. yeah. Something I've heard that I'm curious to see if it bothered you as much as it seems to have bothered some people is like, because, you know, like you mentioned, they are fighting in Japan. I think you said a feudal Japan. And it's my understanding that Scorpion pretty much exclusively speaks English. But then at the end, he says, come over here, you know, because he has to because he's Scorpion. But I guess it felt way more jarring than it probably needed to because he only ever spoke English. So it's kind of like, wait, did he just learn those lines just for that moment? But I mean, he always. Oh, I see what you mean. Japanese. Japanese, not English. Wait, what? You're saying he spoke you, English, and then English. at the end he spoke in English. You mean Japanese? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he 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 speaks exclusively in Japanese. The okay, whole movie. okay. And then yeah, and then apparently it. he says, "Get over here" in English at the end, and it I guess it's supposed to be the cool moment. But I guess to some it came off as really weird that he just says that line in English, but he never showed that he did know English. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess you can kind of explain that away as. And this isn't a spoiler, I, I guess, if you don't know anything about Mortal Kombat, but Scorpion is essentially roaming hell for, like, his entire life, uh, trying to get his revenge. Oh, and so, good I guess you can... Make, yeah, I guess you can infer the fact that, like, I don't know, he's mm-hmm. in hell with other people that might speak English, so... <laughs> and not only that, but uh I guess I'll spoil this, too. Cole, the main character, is supposed to be a descendant of of uh, Hanzo, Hanzo, whatever his last name is, Scorpion. He's supposed to be a, de- a descendant of Scorpion. So it's like, 
let me not confuse the kid and just uh, speak a little bit of English to, <laughs> to like it, it, it kind of is. And the movie is filled with these little things of like, you know, the get over here. If you guys saw the trailer, you see that scene where Kano goes, Kano wins. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is a part where somebody says flawless victory and they are technically correct. Mm-hmm. What they did was a flawless victory, but it doesn't change the fact that he, oh, damn it. I was trying to, I was trying to say who it was, but it doesn't change the fact that they still out loud say flawless victory. <laughs> you mean you don't when Which you succeed at something in life? Just turn exactly, to no one yeah. and say flawless victory? Exactly. Like at, at that point, they, they should have given this movie just a little bit more touches of like, you know, if you're going to go, fan service with some of this stuff just go full fan service where just have the announcer from the video game say it like <laughs> that if they did like a four wall thing that'd actually be really interesting because it it, it it comes off as like eye rolly instead of like oh awesome that's something from the game at least with like if you had the announcer from the game say flawless victory you'd be like huh that's an interesting choice but you wouldn't roll <laughs> your eyes at it you'd be like what instead of uh yeah so yeah, they exactly. didn't try to shoehorn in toasty no, they didn't. Although there, there is a uh, a fire related uh, fatality in this game, in this game, in this movie, <laughs> that isn't satisfactory at all. And I'll just leave it at that. But uh, what enough yeah, to end was, on uh, the words isn't satisfactory at all. <laughs> yeah, and this movie not satisfactory at all. But I, I liked it. I enjoyed my time with it. Like I said, like I keep repeating, this is a bad movie that you can have a good time watching. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. isn't what is not what you want out of any movie to be entertained. Exactly, yeah, to be entertained. Yeah, exactly. And like, like we were talking about with uh, Godzilla vs Kong. I, I'm not. I wasn't expecting this movie to be Shakespeare, but I did expect this movie to be a load of crap uh, yeah. that I wasn't going to enjoy, and I did end up enjoying it. So we're good there. Frankly, even on some level, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like I still enjoyed watching it, even though it had all those holes. So like, that's the thing. These are all things you can put in front of your eyes and actually. Find yeah, some fun. Swiss cheese tastes good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was Mortal Kombat. And I think with that, that'll do – that'll actually finish up this episode. I think we're all wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to save a couple of the topics that we were going to save for this – that we saved for this week for next episode uh, of QC, which will be in two weeks, which will be on – let me bring up the calendar. Sure, on the nine. 16th. 16th. Uh, assuming everything goes right with the world, uh, it will be on the 16th. Next That's week ominous. we will have a new. <laughs> well, you, you never know. That's true. It's always that 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 thing that my, my mom always says. I don't know if your mom says it. Uh, Angel, see si Dios quiere, if God permits. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. So you know, every now and then you gotta you gotta throw in our our mortalities in there. Next week we will have a brand new episode of the Ren Nintendo Podcast where we will be going over Nintendo's financials. I'm so excited! For... Oh, and Fun. new Pokemon. And new Pokemon Snap, and Mario Party Online, and Apex Legends having new modes. There's a lot, actually, surprisingly. But oh, that's yes. right. Oh, I will have something to talk about. Yeah, this, there you go. Week. But yes, also numbers. Can't Apex. wait. It's a full year of numbers. Oh, it's it's. I'm buying my fist right now, but no one can see me doing it. So excited. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. But uh, yeah. yeah, that'll wrap us up. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting app: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, Pandora. I Pandora. Got to write that one down as well. Pandora. You whatever, know, at some point, at some point we could probably just say in your favorite podcasting app because I think we're at the threshold where everyone has one by now. But you know, shout out to the people that host us that don't 
do anything to do it and we had to manually do it ourselves. But nonetheless, shout out to you out there, all those apps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode, either in the comments to this blog post, if you are listening it, listening, listening at, God damn it. If you are listening <laughs> at this to on the this. website, <laughs> if you're listening to this on the website, you know, throw, throw comments down there if, uh, if you want. You throw comments on this episode's YouTube video on YouTube. We are Nintendo.com. On Twitter, we are at Nintendo, or you can follow us individually. Jason is at JSR7. Angel is at Wero underscore O, W-E-I-R-O underscore O, and I am Kevin Gomi. And with that, Jason, take us out. Oh, man. I actually don't have anything. I didn't think about this. Um, uh, uh, numbers next week. Yeah. yeah.